A spirit of thankfulness does not simply begin and end on the fourth Thursday in November with Thanksgiving. Nor is it meant to be only a theme for this month. But for the child of God, the one who believes in the finished work of Christ on the cross at Calvary, a spirit of thankfulness is to be a daily practice. Right? We get so caught up as we enter November. Oh, we're going to write down each day everything that we're thankful for. Praise God. I've been there. I've done that. And we need to do that, right? Because, But to me, it's like anything with our relationship and our spiritual journey. So many times things that we do can become rote and they can become routine. Right? I'm just going to go through this. Let me make sure that I put my wife first and then my children. Who cares who comes first? What are you thankful for? Right? And then it becomes kind of showy. But it's helped me grow. I'm not saying that it's wrong. But guys... Thanksgiving is not just something that's one day or for a simple month. But we are to have a spirit of thankfulness as believers. Each and every day. And I would be hard-pressed this morning, already coming off of my notes, but listen, even if we want to just say that that Thanksgiving, a spirit of thankfulness, is, is centered around Thanksgiving... From beginning to end. It's not even to the end of the day. Amen? Because most people start and they eat. And then the stores, corporate America has encroached into that day of thankfulness. To where we, we're so thankful, but yet then we got to go out and buy things that we don't need. With money that we don't have to impress people that we don't like. That's an adaptation from financial peace. Right? We buy things that we don't need with money that we don't have to impress people that we don't like. So how can we live with a spirit of thankfulness? Well, last week, um, as we were singing, we sang a song in the beginning of the hymn book. We were in single digits. And we sang a song that I don't know that I had necessarily sung before. And it was called, I Sing Praises. I sing praises to your name, O Lord, praises to your name. I give glory to your name, O Lord, glory to your name. For your name is great and greatly to be praised. But then I looked at the top, and I don't know if you ever do this whenever we sing hymns, but there is scripture that's similar to or applies or themed along with what we're singing underneath the title. And so as I read that last week, I read these words, and it said from Psalm 18, verse 49, I give thanks unto thee, O Lord, among the heathen, and sing praises unto thy name. And so y'all, for me, somebody who's kind of been preaching and teaching for a little while, I had, like, I don't want to just go back and pull something that I preached somewhere else. Right? I don't want to go over something that I have, I have, uh, done before. And so, as I was preparing, I said, Lord, thank you. Thank you for that word from you attached to that song. And so this morning, I want you to take your copy of God's word, and I want you to turn over to Psalm chapter 18. Psalm chapter 18. And we're going to read 
verse 49. I've already read it one time, but I want to just call out a few things to you this morning. So Psalm 18, verse 49, when you found it, say amen. Amen. All right, so it seems the majority of our people have found that. So Psalm 18, verse 49, the psalmist David says, For this I will praise you, O Lord, among the nations and sing to your name. For this I will praise you, O Lord, among the nations and sing to your name. The King James says, Therefore will I give thanks unto thee among the heathen, heathen, and sing to your name. The message translation. That's why I'm thanking you, God, all over the world. That's why I'm singing songs that rhyme your name. So when you look at this verse, the ESV says, for this, for this. The King James says, therefore. And any time you see therefore in Scripture, you have to ask, what's it there for? Right? And so to me, in my notes, because I like to interact with the Word, I drew an arrow back up and said, look back. And so as I delved into this last week, I read it, and, uh, and I had to go back and I looked it up, Psalm 18, verse 49. And so then in my Bible, y'all, I turned the page. I said, oh, Lord. And then I made the connection. Well, he's saying, for this, therefore I will praise your name. Why is he saying that? Because in the psalm, listen to what he says. Listen to what David says. The cords of death encompassed me. The torrents of destruction assailed me. The cords of Sheol entangled me. The snares of death comforted me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord. To my God, I cried for help. From his temple, he heard my voice and my cry to him reached his ears. Look at verse 9. He bowed the heavens and came down. Then we see David also says in this psalm, he's saying, so I was blessed because when I looked this up, I did not have that verse underlined. But as I read that psalm, I had read it before and I connected something you'll see here in a second. So let me just show you a couple other things that I had underlined. Doesn't mean that they're more important than others, but I had been there before, maybe multiple times. David says, the Lord was my support, right? We need support in our lives. He's saying the Lord was my support. Then David says, he rescued me because he delighted in me. Verse 27, for you save humble people, but the haughty eyes you bring down. Verse 30, the Lord, this God, His way is perfect. The word of the Lord proves true. He is a shield for all those who take refuge in Him. Verse 31, and who is a rock except our God? The God who equipped me with strength and made my way blameless. Blame, blameless. Verse 39, for you equip me with strength for the battle. Friends, as a Christian, there will be battles that you have to fight. And there will be battles that you cannot win in your own strength. You will have to battle them on your knees. But here's here's the connection. 
Here's the connection. Don't miss it. David's saying, for this I will praise you. Therefore I will give thanks unto thee. And why? Because here's why, friends. When you realize all God has brought you through, you can't help but sing His praise. When you realize all God has brought you through, you can't help but sing His praise. And so David, David is coming to time in his life, and and the inscription over this gives us an example. In my Bible it says, The Lord is my rock and my fortress. And then it gives us a description. It says, To the choir master, a psalm of David, the servant of the Lord, who addressed the words of this song to the Lord on the day when the Lord rescued him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. And he said this. So listen. Listen to a few things that Warren Wiersbe Bible pastor and commentator. Listen to a few things that he says about Psalm 18 in his book, Be Worshipful, which covers Psalms 1 through 89. He says this psalm is a psalm of praise and victory. And it was written or sung after the Lord made David king of Israel and gave him the victory over the nations that opposed his rule. He went on to say it's possible that the new king used this song as a national day of prayer and praise to give thanks to the Lord for His manifold mercies to Israel. David told the people what God had done for him. So the song, this psalm, this song blends worship and witness. Worship and witness. And the focus, listen to this, the focus of this psalm is on the Lord and what He graciously did for His servant. But it also tells us what He can do for us today if we trust and obey. If we trust and obey. So in your bulletin, it says that Today's message title was Sing Praises. Sing Praises. And so I want to give you kind of a quick outline of what the Lord has shown me about this. And when we talk about praise, and and based on that quote that I read this morning, let me reread that for you. Right? Some of us might need to hear it again. It came from John MacArthur in his book about worship, The Ultimate Priority. In chapter 15, he's in, in the title of that chapter was Worship as it was meant to be. MacArthur says this, Acceptable worship does not happen spontaneously. Preparation is essential. In a worship service, for example, the preacher prepares and the musicians prepare. But the most important preparation of all is the preparation of the individual worshiper. And that is usually the most neglected. So y'all, true worship begins within all of who God is. Focus on Him. And it isn't just meant to take place between 11 a.m. sharp and 12 dull. On Sundays. It's about His glory. And so I want to encourage you, like, what to take away from that quote this morning? You might be asking yourself, what well, a good place to start 
is 1 Corinthians 10, verse 31, that says, So, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. Do all for the glory of God. And so we see this about sing praises, right? That David is saying, For this I will praise you, O God, among the nations, and sing to your name. So you've heard me mention it already. It's about worship. It's about worship. And if we're going to have a spirit of thankfulness in our lives, then that means that we're going to have to worship, not just on Sunday mornings for one hour, but we are to live a life of worship. Paul said, in all things, whatever you do, do for the glory of God. So if we're going to live a life of worship, and we're going to marry that this morning with a spirit of thankfulness, then we have to start with recognizing His blessings. Right? We have to begin to recognize the blessings of God. And when we slow down, whatever that might be, for some, of that, for some that's journaling, for some, of, for some folks, this month is a great time to call them back to the, to the Lord. To write down something that you're thankful for each day. I have a friend, she's not even a believer. And she does something where she tries to be thankful for something every day. Now how is it someone who is not a believer, who doesn't worship the Lord, realizes in her heart and mind that she needs to be thankful for something each and every day? And she spells that out on Facebook for all of her friends to see. So we have to recognize the blessings of God. So whether that's writing something down, y'all, I've heard it put this way too, like three things. You get to the end of the day, you pull out a journal, and maybe you write down three things. I kept a, a digital version of that, and I would write down a, two or three things that were positive, and sometimes I would write down things that were challenging. Why? Because as God takes me through different seasons, as He takes me through this journey called life, I can look back. Those, those are ways that I can specifically pray, but then God helps me to connect the dots of what He was doing in my life. If there was somebody in my life that was, that was causing me angst or causing me frustration, how was I praying for them? How was I praying for that situation? Yeah, sometimes we pray and we say, God, change them. God, sometimes we should be praying, God, change us. Change my heart. That's not easy. So if we're going to live a life of worship, if we're going to have a spirit of thankfulness, we have to recognize His blessings. And then, y'all, when we recognize the blessings of God, we can't help but give Him thanks. Right? So we've got to recognize the blessings of God. We have to give Him thanks. And then, if this was like one of those uh, those circular pie charts, you know, that you see sometimes or whatever. So it's like worship this morning. A spirit of thankfulness. We're recognizing God's blessings. And then, oh, when we recognize those, we're going to give Him thanks. And then when we give Him thanks, guess what? We're raising some praise. Right? We're raising praise to God. And then guess what? That cycle starts all over again the next day. That we have to recognize the blessings of God. We have to thank Him for Him. And then we have to praise Him. We have to praise Him in the good times and in the bad. And y'all, worship is the key. The key is living a life of worship. Right? That's how we live with a, a spirit of thankfulness.
And if you think worship is confined to an hour on Sunday morning, you're sadly missing out. Right? What did MacArthur say already this morning? That there's preparation. There's preparation. The preparation has begun for Sundays that haven't even gotten here yet. There was an email chain that went out between us and the musicians. And it's just like, hey, this is what we're going to sing. Right? We're preparing. We're thinking ahead. We're getting those songs down. We're practicing them. Right? We're remembering those so that we can lead, that they can lead well with excellence when they sing them here on Sunday morning, right? But here's what's interesting. Even though we've kind of identified some of those songs, it's amazing how God just interweaves them with the messages. Even when they're prepared and we don't know about them, right? God is always connecting the dots. I think about, as as David says, he's going to sing praises to his name. So as I was even writing this message, you know, I began to, I I won't sing it for you, I'll say the words because I can't sing very well, but it was like praising my Savior all the day long, right? That's blessed assurance. Praising my Savior all the day long. So you might be asking this morning, how do you, how do you live this out? Right? How do you, how do you live with a spirit of thankfulness? Well, I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you were thinking that too. Look at God. So I want to take the word thanks. I want to take the word thanks this morning and give you some thoughts. If we're going to live a life filled with thankfulness, not just in the month of November, not just for a day that we gather around and we become gluttonous and see how much we can eat, but how do we live with a spirit of thankfulness? So the T is time. Right, We've got to find time in our schedules and in our lives to carve out to be thankful. And I can't stand before you this morning and say, do this and this will happen. Right? Why? Because you're in a different season. Your schedule is different. Your routine is different. But we have to find time, if we're going to live in a spirit of thankfulness each and every day, then we have to find some kind of time to reflect. We have to find some kind of time and some kind of method that will allow us to be thankful. Whether that's a journal, whether that's prayer, whether that's turning off the radio as you drive to and from work. Right? Find time. Carve out time. To be thankful. The H. The H. You might hear this again. But the trinity of praise. The trinity of praise consists of three things. Your head. Your heart. And your hands. Your head. Your heart. And your hands. Now here's my challenge to you this morning. 
are they all engaged? Right? Are your hands busy working for the Lord without your heart really being in it? Are you, are you just worrisome and thankful or, or are you just worried all the time, right, without engaging your heart to remember who your Lord is? But, but those three things, right, we have to have time and then we have to remember that we have to engage our mind, our heart, and our hands. That's how we're going to live in a spirit of thankfulness. The A is adore. Right, we're getting ready for Christmas. Come let us adore Him. Right? What does it mean to adore? Adore is to honor, to admire profoundly and respectfully. Right? Come let us adore Him. Come let us worship Him. So there has to be some adoration if you're going to live in a spirit of thankfulness. Now here's, you know, acronyms help me, acrostics help me, right? ACTS, A-C-T-S. If you want to live with a spirit of thankfulness, begin with ACTS. What does ACTS mean? That when you're praying to your Heavenly Father, that there has to be adoration. Right, You need to just come before Him and adore Him. Father, thank You for who You are. That You are the creator of the heaven, earth, and seas and everything in them. That You knew me before I was in my mother's womb. Right? You had great plans for me. You're with me. You never leave me. You never forsake me. Right? There's adoration. Then there's see. There's confession. Right? There has to be confession in our lives. When we mess up, we have to come and say, you know what? I messed up. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have spoke like that. Really quickly, a funny story from yesterday. I have to admit, when I'm wrong, quite regularly. But yesterday, we I was at home, and I was home alone with no keys. See me after church, I can tell. I think Kendall did that on purpose. It was a setup. So I couldn't leave the house. I had to clean up. And I wanted, I had bought a smoothie machine, right? A little smoothie maker. Uh, it has little cups, you know, and you do it. And so I had taken it out of the box when we were moving in, and I dish, ran it through the dishwasher. And I was looking, and it has a little piece that screws on the bottom of the cup that has the blades, right? You put everything in the cup, and then you turn it upside down, and it blends it. And so I call them, and I'm ranting and raving. I'm like, where's the blades at? I'm like, I can't find the blades. I haven't even used this thing once, and it, I can't. I lost the parts, you know. It's like, where did y'all put it? Where did y'all put it? So I'm looking through all the cabinets and all the drawers and got the flashlight in there, and I went. So I probably went around and around three times. Well, the little base thing is sitting there, and I kind of pushed on it, and I was like, oh, well, it didn't pop back up, so what does that do? So whenever somebody had cleaned out the dishwasher, come to find out the thing I was looking for was in the base turned upside down. So I had to admit, right, I had to confess, okay, yeah, I I lost my temper. I was not so nice. It's not so nice things, right? That happens with our Heavenly Father, but we also have to do that with other people. So there has to be adoration. There has to be confession. Then there has to be thanksgiving. Right? 
There has to be, we have to recognize the blessings of God and we have to thank God for them. And then there has to be supplication, right? You have to come before your Heavenly Father and pray for the needs of others. We have so many needs in this church. The Barclay family needs your prayers because their mother and wife passed away, right? There are other folks that have lost fathers and children. There's people who are going through medical things. We need to be praying on the behalf of others, standing in the gap, pleading with God to work and to show up, to show His face, to show His presence, to bring about His peace. So we've talked about time. We've talked about engaging our head, heart, and hands. We've talked about adoration or that we have to adore Him. We have to worship Him. And next, I want you to see the end is that we have to notice. We have to notice the blessings of God. Now, how do we notice the blessings of God? We have to pray and we have to practice. Right? It's like anything else in our lives. We have to go before the Lord and say, Okay, Lord, today when I go out, help me to see you at work. Help me to see what you need me to see. Right? So we prayed that prayer. We're asking him to help us see. And so when we go out, do you think that God's going to show you ways that he's working? Is he going to show people, show you people around you who need help? Yeah. And guess what? You're going to get to practice that. Now, do we always hit a home run or a grand slam? No. We miss some opportunities. But you've got to keep praying. You've got to keep practicing. The K. Keep on keeping on. You'll hear, we'll come back to keep in just a minute. And then S. Sing and speak of his greatness. Right? We sing on Sunday morning, but sing during the week, man. Turn the radio on. Pick up a CD. Go on YouTube. Listen to something that's worshipful. Something that's going to encourage you. So sing and speak of his great praise. So, Really quickly, as I was studying, I kind of keep, I just, I said keep on keeping on, but then it was like all these little things started coming, right? So if we're going to live a life of thankfulness, we've got to keep looking up, right? We have to keep looking around. And we have to keep looking for God at work. God, where are you working in my life? Where are you working in my circle of influence? Where are you working in my family? Where are you working in my church? We got to keep praying. We got to keep pressing on. We got to keep giving. We have to keep going. We have to keep loving. We have to keep loving like Jesus, right? It's not easy. It's not easy, right? We hear a message like we heard today, or you hear somebody else, another preacher speak, and they speak on kindness, and then you that day you blow it. Right? But it happens. But I think that's, I think he's preparing your heart and mind. He's got that on your heart and mind because guess what? If he hadn't stirred in your heart, then guess what? You wouldn't have realized that you weren't kind. Amen? So you're not, you're not supposed to be perfect. At least not this side of glory. You never will be. But friends, as we talked about before in previous messages, how much more today do you look like Jesus than yesterday? 
For people who sat, came and sat on a pew, some people, I challenge you in some churches, maybe even in this church, there are some people that were saved by God when they were young kids, and I swear they don't look any more like Jesus then than they do now. It's an active faith. It's a faith that has to be lived out daily. So we've got to keep going, we've got to keep going, we've got to keep giving, we've got to keep loving, we've got to keep forgiving. We have to keep extending grace. Right? Verse in the Bible. Well, how many times am I supposed to forgive him? Seven times 70. Like I saw a little caricature on Facebook this week. Now i got to worry about math. You know, it's like I'm not good at math. But you got to keep extending grace. Friends, you got to keep inviting and you got to keep investing. you got to keep investing in yourself and in others. You've got to keep seeking the Lord. Matthew 6, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Y'all, you've got to keep scattering seed. Right? we got to keep planting seeds for Jesus wherever we go. And remember what Paul said. Some people water and some people plant, but God grows. And we've got to keep moving forward. Yeah, our past shapes us, but it does not define us. Our Heavenly Father does. And as a church, a lot of these things could apply to us as the church and the body, but as a church, we've got to keep trying new things. Right? What worked in 1973 is not going to work in 2019. Amen? The gospel is still the same, praise the Lord, and we will continue to preach the gospel, but the methods of which the gospel was shared then, you didn't have a, nobody even knew what Facebook was 15 years ago, right? But our churches engage in that space, what? Spreading salt and spreading light, spreading hope. What's coming? Keep trying new things. And lastly, I want to remind you this morning, that you've got to keep a humble spirit. What did David say? Psalm 18, verse 27. For you save a humble people, but the haughty eyes you bring down. Friends, I've said it before, I'll say it again. A humble person can learn from anybody. Right? I don't have all the answers. Right? Do you? No. But if we put our hearts and our minds together and we pray and we seek the Lord and y'all do that so beautifully through our prayer ministry on Wednesday nights, right? You're praying for God to, to show up. Praying for His power to be manifest amongst His people. So as we close out this morning, if you want to live a life with a spirit of thankfulness, find some time to be thankful. Engage your head, heart, and your hands. Make sure there's adoration, there's worship, a part of your daily lives. Pray and ask God to help you notice the things that He's doing around you that you've got to keep. Y'all, that's a big old long list, but you've got to keep on keeping on for Jesus. And then you got to sing and speak of His praise. But see, I say the best to last. Because David opens Psalm 18 and closes it with the doxology. 
Listen to what he says in Psalm 18, verse 1 through 3. He says, I love you, O God, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my rock in whom I take refuge. My shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Verse 3, I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and I am saved from my enemies. Find time to be thankful today. Maybe as we close out with our hymn of invitation today, maybe you just spend just a few minutes, instead of singing, maybe you sit where you are and you just thank God for some stuff. Right? But find a way to be thankful on Monday. Find a way to be thankful on Tuesday. Guess what? Find a way to be thankful on Wednesday and on Thursday and on Friday and on Saturday. And guess what? If the Lord tarries and doesn't call us home, doesn't call you home, you come back next Sunday And you will have prepared your heart and your mind to worship the Lord. Then you come back in his house and you can thank him. And you can praise him. And you can sing freely. Because you're living a life of worship. You're living with a spirit of thankfulness. Let's pray. Father God, help us to be thankful. God, help me to be thankful, to be mindful of the blessings that you have sent my way. Lord, I've heard it said before that what what if we only had the things tomorrow that we thanked you for today? Lord, help me to see how you're working. Help me to praise you through the storms of life. And Lord, thank you that as David says and as David reminded us this morning, through your holy and precious and fallible word, that you are our rock, that you are our deliverer, that you hear our cry, and that you bend your ear from heaven to hear our prayers. We thank you for that. We thank you that you hear our prayers. You thank, we thank you that you see us through the good times and the bad. Father, I pray now as we sing, as we close out this service, that we may do business with you. As you impress those things to praise and thank you for, may we do that. Or maybe we need to confess something. Maybe we need to pray for someone else. Whatever that might be, Father, I pray that you give us the courage to do that. Take care of that today. Take care of that right now with you before your throne of grace. Father, have your way in our hearts and minds.